Since 2017, the Italian Wine Podcast has exploded, recently hitting 6 million listens. Support us by buying a copy of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 or making a small donation. In return, we'll give you the chance to nominate a guest and even win lunch with Stevie Kim and Professor Attilio Scienza. Find out more at italianwinepodcast.com. Chin chin. Welcome to this special series dedicated to Slow Wine held in Bologna in March 2023. During the fair, we conducted several interviews with some very exciting producers. We were able to pull out some of the more interesting elements of Italian wine within the slow wine movement. Tune in each week on Italian Wine Podcast. Hello, it's Cynthia Chaplin. I'm here at Slow Wine in Bologna with Roberto from Santa Lucia Cantina in Puglia. And I'm very happy to say that Santa Lucia was chosen as one of our benchmark producers for our new book, Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0. And the grape for which they were chosen was Uva di Troia, which is one of my personal favorites. So I'm happy to speak to Roberto today to ask, first of all, where is Santa Lucia in Puglia? Santa Lucia is at 250 meters on the sea level among Castel del Monte with UNESCO heritage, the octagonal castle, and Trani with a famous Romanic cathedral on the Adriatic Sea. Midway on the hills is Santa Lucia established in 1822. We call it Nero di Troia, Uva di Troia, no? yes. in our slang, because legally up to five years ago it's only Uva di Troia, but the slang is Nero di it's Troia. It's Nero di Troia because, of course, it's a red grape. So, it's a red with very dark color. Exactly. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the wine you make with it. So it's a very deep colored wine, a lot of polyphenol in the yeah, skin. Yeah, we have a traditional interpretation. Uva di Troia is a tannin in the skin and the fruit inside in the pulp. So with different vinification, you can reach different results. So for the marketing, it's not the top. And we have different price different quality, different tastes, different bottles. Uh, in the South, we are more individualists, no? And so it's not like uh, in Langa, where the bottle is the same. Wine to Wine Business Forum. Everything you need to get ahead in the world of wine. Supersize your business network. Share business ideas with the biggest voices in the industry. Join us in Verona on November 13 to 14, 2023. Tickets available now at pointwine.net. Anyway, if you go in a vineyard on July and you see how many aces are on the vines, you understand the wine you'll get. How many wines does Santa Lucia make with Uva di Troia? Two wines, Reserva and Standard. Reserva is a DOCG and the Standard is a DOC. And the difference between those two? The Standard, the, the regular, is aged in the big bar- barrel for 12 months. It's a... 3,500 3, liters of Slavonian oak. The reserva is the selection of the best grape of the year, of the best result after vinification, the best uh, analytic results, the best testing, and generally we have no more there than 30 hectoliters, 5,000 bottles a year, and aged in the French uh, barrique for 18 months. So much smaller oak and much longer aging. Yeah, Reserva Nero Troia likes to age. He likes oxidation. I opened a bottle of 1997 a few weeks ago and was still in, uh, in good shape. So this is such an important grape for that kind of a reason, the potential to age, the potential to travel, 
to stay in its bottle to keep its freshness and its acidity still for such a long period of time. So a grape that comes from a long legend. There's a history behind Uva di Troia, a very old grape in Puglia, and it's been in that region for hundreds and hundreds of years. So when you're at home drinking Uva di Troia, what are you eating with it in Puglia? I like uh, pecorino cheese, I like uh, roasted meats, I like uh, soup with uh, spicy. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's if, an important thing to know. With the Eastern Kitchen, it's perfect because uh, the tannins, the acidity, and the uh, fruitiness can match very well with uh, spicy food. It's interesting pairing Italian wine with cooking from other countries because Italian wine is so flexible, especially with grapes like Uva di Troia. They can handle some heat, they can handle some spices. You can join the gelatinous with this food. When it ages, it gets more elegant, more smooth. You need seven, eight years to change the flavor to the bottle. After seven years, the elegance comes out. It is an explosion of elegance. Tannins uh, are softer. And uh, the acidity allows a uh, long life. So I say to the clients, open one bottle every six months and just follow the changements and understand. I think this gets hard to have to wait eight years for the elegance. <laughs> six months each bottle, right? <laughs> exactly, one at a time. But uh, I wait four years before delivering. So four years are off at the start. Exactly. And uh, two years are in the wine shops and the distributors. So you're not so hard. So we've passed enough wait. time by then. If you want to go deeper Good. in understanding the Neodidroia. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really you're appreciate welcome. it. Thank and you. taking Bye. us to Puglia for, mm. for a few minutes. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.